Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. And joining me as always is Dane, and this is Wags. Dane, we just had another awesome experience, super cool guest, former Green Bay Packer and Super Bowl champion Don Beebe uh, just uh, joined us on the podcast. Absolute legend, Wags. I mean, it was so fun to be able to to talk with Don a little bit about his experience in coming to Green Bay. I mean, Don's a guy who had a ton of success in football. Uh, prior to coming to Green Bay, had been a part of four Super Bowl teams with the Buffalo Bills, uh, came over to Green Bay eventually, got a chance to finally win one in Green Bay. Uh, awesome guest, I thought that uh, told some really good stories and just a really great guy as well. So it's just someone you're going to want to listen to. Yeah, absolutely. And certainly, I mean, it's amazing. This is a guy that played nine years in the NFL and was part of six teams that went to a Super Bowl, got to play in five of them, uh, was a key piece of that 96 team. We were so fortunate that he joined the team that year. Um, certainly wouldn't have anticipated the rash of injuries that we had at the wide receiver position, but um, it was uh, uh, very fortunate, not only uh, from that perspective, but just a, a veteran guy and a, a consummate pro uh, that was able to be a key piece to that run. Yeah, so sit back, relax, and go to DonBB.com when you're done uh, checking out this podcast. He's got a, a book out, Six Rings from Nowhere, uh, that he talks a little bit about uh, on this podcast. So if you like what you hear on the pod today, uh, go out, go to DonBB.com, check out the book as well. Uh, but enjoy this one. It was really special. It was special for us to have him on. So thanks so much, as always, for listening. in horseshoes and hand grenades There ain't no second place in Lambo It's a whole new game You either go big, go hard, or go on back home You got to feel it in your gut You better want it in your bones With us now is uh, a man who really needs no introduction at all, nine-year NFL career, uh, member of six Super Bowl teams, uh, guy, one of the hardest workers and most competitive men to ever play the game. Joining us now, wide receiver Don Beebe. Don, welcome to the podcast. Hey, great to be here, guys. Thanks for having me on. Don, listen, we're so excited to, to have you on right now, and we always say our motto here is once a Packer, always a Packer. So, Don, tell us, how does it feel to be a Green Bay Packer? <laughs> well, I, you know, it's funny because, um, unfortunately, I grew up a Bear fan growing up in the Chicago area, and then I obviously played with Buffalo, and then I played with the Pack and, and became an instant Packer fan, and then now my son plays for the Vikings, so I'm completely screwed up. Yeah, you know, I I have a, a, a trifecta of emotions, um, but no, I'm I'll always be a Packer fan. You know that. Oh, we love it. Um, so uh, you have truly one of the the remarkable stories 
uh, and how you got to the NFL. Would you mind letting some of our listeners know? Because I don't think folks realize um, that just the, the how difficult it was, right? You, you definitely uh, traveled the road less traveled to get to the NFL. Uh, I believe you were working construction at one point, right? Yeah, I'll kind of give you a reader's digest because it's a long story. But, um, you know, right out of high school, I had a full ride to Western Illinois. I gave that up after two-week camp. I lost 21 pounds. I just wasn't ready for the college scene. And and from that point on, I actually literally sat out of school for three years working construction, like you said. And then after three years, I kind of felt led to go back and play football. And, and lo and behold, Western Illinois calls me out of the blue after three years. I mean, who does that, right? So I go back to Western. Um, found out I was ineligible because of the lack of transfer credit hours from a JUCO that I took some classes, you know, from over the last, that three year period. Transferred back to a, a school to get those tra- transfer credit hours, not, and then transferred back again to Western for the third time now, uh, and only played there one year because I was out of eligibility in NCAA. I landed up, landing up out at Shadron State, a really small school in the northwest corner of Nebraska because it was an NAI Division II school, uh, one of the smallest schools in the nation at that time back in 1988. And uh, played one year there. And then a scout from the NFL uh, came up to Shadron, timed me in the 40, put me through a workout, and he says, son, i got to get you in the NFL combine. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but i got to do it because this was an unbelievable workout. So... Lo and behold, I get this tryout with at the Combine because of that one scout, and I walked into the NFL Combine in Indianapolis, a complete unknown. I mean, there was Barry Sanders, Deion Sanders, Troy Aikman, I mean, some of the greats. And that year, I think it was Tony Mandris for the Packers, actually. Yeah. And um, and here I am, you know. And, and I went in there, a complete unknown, so naive. I didn't have an agent. All I had to run the 40 in was my old ASIC fishing shoes, from high school, and these things were so old that the right sole on my shoe flopped because it was unglued, and when I walked and when I ran, it really flopped, and that's what I ran the 40 in uh, at the Combine, and, and lo and behold, uh, that year I set the all-time record. Me and Deion Sanders both ran a 4.25 at the Combine that year, and it set the record. Uh, well, because of that, it changed my life. Uh, after the combine was over, no sooner did I get back to Shadron and the LA Raiders at that time and the Green Bay Packers were on my doorstep. They beat me there. <laughs> and, um, and the, over the course of the next month and a half to two months before the draft, I had 21 personal workouts, believe it or not. There was only 28 teams at the NFL in 1989 and I had 21 personal workouts. It was unbelievable, uh, time at Shadron. And then I landed up being the first pick of the Buffalo Bills in the 1989 draft in the third round. So it was a crazy story. And, Don, I mean, I think so much uh, can be made of the amount of talent that is in the NFL. And you just touched on some of the guys that were getting drafted around you that year. Uh, but a lot of it, I, I firmly believe, is time and place. And uh, it, talk to us a little bit about how fortunate you were to be drafted by Buffalo Bills, an organization at that time that was really, you know, one of the top organizations and still is a very respected organization in the NFL, uh, but was at the top of its success 
uh, right as you arrived with some of the great players there uh, in that locker room and Jim Kelly and Bruce Smith and, um, you know, Thurman Thomas, and you could go on down the line. So uh, what was that like? Does that just mean that you had to work that much harder, or um, how much did that mean to you? Yeah, I was kind of just another piece to that puzzle, uh, you know, of just some great, you know, it was just a great run in Buffalo. I mean, that team – had some real talent from a Hall of Fame owner to a Hall of Fame general manager in Bill Polian to the Hall of Fame coach in Marv Levy to a bunch of Hall of Fame players. And, and you mentioned a few of them. Uh, it was a, it was a unique time in Buffalo. Uh, it was a unique time in sports, to be honest with you. I mean, when you're the, when you're the te- only one to do something going to four Super Bowls in a row, I mean, that's special, whether you win it or not. I mean, that's incredible. Um, and so what we had was amazing. I, I hit all the right teams at the right time, let's say. Um, and going to four Super Bowls, uh, you know, in the in the mid to early 90s, and then hitting that stretch in the mid-90s with the pack, you know, I just – I kind of felt like I was just one of those pieces of the puzzle that just helped the team, um, you know, stretch the field, let's say, for a Robert Brooks or an Andre Reid, you know. And, uh, and I think – I think it was just part of those things that, you know, every great offense that you see, you know, they have that possession guy, the big guy, the speed guy, the great running back, the great quarterback, you know, and, and when you had that collectively, you got a pretty good offense. And boy, do we have that uh, at the both spots that I was. You know, and you come to Green Bay and, and we could talk to you all day. <laughs> so, uh, but I, and I hate to, you know, uh, to, to run past your Bills time, but in Green Bay, you come in 96, right, Don? And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, what led you to Green Bay? I know you spent a season in Carolina, their, their first season in the league, uh, Carolinas, that is, and then you, you made the move to Green Bay and, and wondering, um, you know, what went into that decision and, and what was your first impression heading into Green yeah. Bay? Yeah, that's a great question. So when I knew my time was up in Buffalo, um, you know, because they wanted to move into a, a younger generation. We just we just missed the playoffs in '94, and so that was they were kind of okay. It's time to move on now. You know that that team had disassembled, and so I wanted to go to Green Bay. I mean, I remember talking to my agent, and um, Mike Holmgren was the coach there, and we had the same agent. And his name was Bob Lamont, and I said, "Man, you know, call Holmgren. I want to go to Green Bay." That was the thing because I felt like that was the team that was right on the cusp of going to a Super Bowl. And, I, and to be honest with you, before my career was over, I really wanted to know what it felt like to stand on that podium with the, with the Super Bowl trophy as a winner. And I just wanted to go to that team, wherever it was. Well, Mike really wanted me, but Ron Wolf at the time, he didn't. He he felt he, he wanted to go in a different direction. So at that point in time, it, it didn't work out. So I went to Carolina, and Carolina, did it just didn't work. Uh, it was the inaugural season of the Panthers, 95. Even though we had a great bunch of guys and Dom Capers is a, I love that guy. He's an awesome guy and great coach. You know, it just didn't work out there. And so after that year, Carolina, I told my agent, I said, contact, you know, Coach Holmgren again. I want to go to Green Bay. And lo and behold, Mike finally won out and I got to go to Green Bay and, uh, and just basically had an historic year for a team. Winning a Super Bowl with the pack is iconic. And then to be able to go to another Super Bowl in 97, you know, I just hit two great years, you know. And then I decided that it was time for me after winning it and then playing one more year after that, I said, you know, it's time for me to move on. 
And, Don, yes, you had an, a great season and, and timely that you joined the team that year because uh, that was a squad that ended up getting pretty decimated by injury at the wide receiver position. So mm-hmm. to have someone like yourself there to just uh, keep things moving and, and to, to provide a key cog to that offense uh, was huge. And I don't think it was more emblematic than uh, that game against the 49ers. And uh, I still remember – um, so many of those plays to this day. But the one that really stands out to me is you go down to the ground and make a catch. It looks like you're touched down. Um, and uh, just a heads-up play, you pop up, just keep running. Um, and and it's just, just a huge moment. Uh, we end up uh, – we had uh, uh, your former teammate, Chris Jackie, on the podcast a few months ago. Uh, he talked about what a big moment that was for him personally and the whole team as well with – with him being able to kick that uh, game-winning field goal at the end. Uh, so just talk us through, what a, what was that just a, a key moment in the season uh, for you, but uh, for the rest of the team, just to make everyone in the locker room believe that, hey, we might have something special here? Yeah, well, first, as any team, you got to have, you know, a lot of depth, you know, because it's a long season. And when key guys go down, like a Robert Brooks, he blows his ACL out and he's done for the year. You know, I felt terrible for him, for one. Uh, and, but I knew how he felt because in my first year in Buffalo, I broke my leg right before the playoffs, uh, December 23rd, right before the Super Bowl, our first Super Bowl in Buffalo. So I was on crutches as well, like Robert was. Um, but you have to have guys that can step in, you know, and I was fortunate to have a great night that night. Uh, me and Brett got on, on a, uh, a groove together, especially late in the game. Um, but the play that you mentioned, yeah, I, I was always taught to go till the whistle blew. I didn't hear any whistle, so I got up and kept going. Uh, and uh, that last drive in overtime, I, I remember, you know, catching, I think, three balls on that drive. Uh, one of them was, I think, a fourth and 13 or something, or fourth and 11, and, uh, or third and 11. It was just a, it was just an amazing game to be a part of. And it's funny because I didn't know what was going on historically. Until Lynn Swan ran up to me after the game because Monday night they were doing the, you know, obviously it was Gifford and Michaels and Lynn Swan and, and Lynn comes up on the field because he was the field, uh, on, um, Mike and he goes, Beatty, Beatty, Beatty. I was like, what? He goes, do you know what you did tonight? And I go, no, what? He goes, do you know how many yards you had? I said, I don't know, 100 something. He goes, no, how about 220? I was like, what? I had no idea. I mean, I couldn't believe it was that. And he goes, I think it was like the second highest in Packer history behind Don Hudson, I think, had one or whatever. But I was like, yeah, well, you know, I'm just glad we won, you know. But it was a pivotal, it was a pivotal game that year to get home field, you know, because we probably would have had to gone to San Francisco and play. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, Don, you said earlier you really wanted to come to Green Bay because you just felt like they were a team that was on the cusp uh, of being able to get over the top. Uh, it was both a, a, a young team, but also a veteran team. Uh, but you came in, obviously, with all of that uh, playoff and Super Bowl experience. Uh, what were some of the things that you were able to impart on the guys uh, as you went through that journey, especially as you got into the end of the season and made that run uh, through the playoffs and, and getting into Super Bowl? Well, that's another really funny question because I, I'll never forget it was Monday. So we win – Against Carolina, we know we're going. Okay, we're going to the Super Bowl. And that Monday, Mike came to me and Jim McMahon because we were the only two guys to ever be to a Super Bowl, you know. And Mike gets up there and he goes, hey, you know, there's two guys here I want to 
get up and talk to the team and I want BB to get up here and tell you what to do and I want McMahon to get up here and tell you what not to do because you know he had that <laughs> helicopter moon and the helicopter thing <laughs> during eighty five season and and so it was it was kind of funny. So I basically I just got up and shared the experience and basically what I told the guys was you know, treat it like a business trip. It's, you know, treat it like just another game as much as that's going to be hard to do. Get away from selling tickets and getting your family all, just tell your wife to take care of all that and concentrate on the game. And, um, and I think that's one of the things that I learned over the course of, you know, six Super Bowls was how to handle the emotion of the game and how to handle all the things that go with it because it is, it is a different deal. There's no doubt about it. Um, and I I thought the pack team that year really handled that very well. So this is your fifth Super Bowl that you're in at this point in '96, mm-hmm. and uh, this is if I mean I remember vividly we get off to the the, the quick start, but then it becomes a bit of a, a dogfight in there during during that game. Um, at the end of the game, Don, uh, the final kneel down. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you're the personal protector on the field when Brett takes that final knee. Um, is it true that he gave you the ball after the game? Yes. Yeah, so what happened was, is I was what they call the safety guy. So I was 10 yards behind Favre. He's taking a knee just in case the Philadelphia Eagle thing happens again, you know, and uh, and I got to run the guy down. Uh, I'm the safety guy. So. I'm sitting here, I'm watching the last 10 seconds click off this clock, and I'm finally going to win this stupid game, right? And I couldn't <laughs> believe it. And through all the euphoria that just, the melee and and everything just flying all over the place, people going crazy, media's flying on the field. I, I kind of had a, a brief second with Brett, and I just walked up to him and I said, hey, bud, I said, you know, would you mind if I had the ball? And he said, Beeves, there's nobody to learn more than you. And he gave me the ball, game ball. And so I basically took the ball over to where my wife was sitting and my family, and they got on the field. So my wife, my brother, and my two kids at the time, who were my two oldest, Amanda and Chad, who's now playing with the Vikings of of all places. Uh, You know, he was two years old at that time. I got to carry him off the field with the game ball, and that that was a moment I'll never forget. That's wonderful. It's just wonderful. we want to be mindful of your time, but I, uh, you know, I, a quick personal story, more than a ring. My mom took me uh, to Hilldale Mall when I was a kid, and you were doing a book signing in Madison, Wisconsin. Don, I still have more than a ring signed on my bookshelf to this day. Uh, so first, thank you for making a good impression on a 10-year-old kid back then. Uh, yeah. Second of all, uh, I know that you have a, a second book out, Six Rings from Nowhere. Can you tell us yeah. a little bit about that book? Yeah, so More Than Ring was the one we wrote right after the Super Bowl with the pack. And then, you know, because it, it's entitled More Than Ring because my life is more than a Super Bowl. You know, my my life is about faith, family, friends, and then football, to be honest with you. Uh, and then after that, some people wanted to redo the story. And so we did one called Six Rings from Nowhere. And it's, you know, and, and people say, well, six rings, you know, because I didn't win six, six Super Bowls, but I do have six championship rings, you know, AFC and NFC championship rings. So we named it Six Rings from Nowhere. And basically, uh, you know, it's just it, like the story I just told you, the Reader's Digest view, it's an in-depth story of my journey. I've never given up when I could have so many times during the course of my life, but just fulfilled the dream that I felt that was laid on my heart as a young boy to just play sports 
and um and and I've lived that dream and and the only really the only place you can get that book now is is to go through dombaby.com and you can get six rings from nowhere um and it's just I like to I I'm glad I did it I never thought I was a book guy to be honest with you um but so many people prominent people wanted me to do it so I finally ended up finally landed up doing it and uh, it just tells a great story of never giving up especially for young young people out there and even for older people actually but like you said, it's just, it was fun to do. I'll be honest, it was a fun project. Well, and Don, I mean, you've been such an inspiration to multiple generations now. And in your post-playing career, um, you've uh, gotten into coaching and uh, been able to carry on uh, being an inspiration and a leader for a new generation of athletes and football players. And um, so I, I, this will be our last question, and we'll let you go. Um, I, I, I just wanted you to, to kind of um, you know, highlight uh, what got you into to coaching and um, how you've uh, kept your passion for the game um, all these years because um, there's been – you know, a, a lot of uh, focus and attention, especially at the youth level, um, and we don't want to talk, get into a concussion discussion, but um, mm-hmm. just, you know, that's certainly um, out there. So um, what what is it meant to you, the game of football, and, and, and what is it meant to you to, to be able to be involved uh, in a, a coaching uh, career here after your playing years? Yeah, you know, I, I had a high school coach that instilled the love of football to me because when I was young, I actually didn't even want to go out for football in high school. My dad forced me, and I always tell young men, boys now, I said, you know, listen, your parents are smarter than you, listen, because if, if I wouldn't have listened to my dad, who would have known, right? What would it, it would, what, what I missed out on? And, um, and, and so because of that, my, it was my high school coach, my junior and senior year, that really instilled the love of the game. I mean, I just fell in love with it, and I knew that's what I wanted to do the rest of my life. And because of that, I've never forgot that. Um, I got into coaching at the high school level at Aurora Christian High School, and for 14 years I was a coach there. And and I had a in '05, going back to 2005, I had a chance to go pa- uh, back and and coach in the in the NFL. I had a chance to go to, the, to with the Buffalo Bills when Marv Levy was the general manager there. And I just told Coach Levy, I said, you know what, my heart's with these kids, you know, and I didn't want to leave it, so I stayed coaching high school. And now that I finished that up. In 2017 was my last. I took 18 off, didn't coach at all. I wanted to see Chad in his rookie year play. And then this past year, I went and got a job at a Division three school at Aurora University. And I'm the head football coach at Aurora University. I absolutely, absolutely had the time of my life, and I loved every second of it. And I'm going into my second year, and I plan on coaching there and, you know, college football for a while now and maybe for the next 10, 15 years. Uh, coach college football and, and and to be honest with you his funny thing is I have my high school coach that gave me the love he's on my staff he's my running back coach can you believe that so uh, yeah. yeah so for me it's I think it's everything I think it's you only get to go through life once and uh, the more people that you can impact with the life that you have I think that's very important for us to do Don I just thank you so much for joining us today um, you're modest. You had a great record this year as well. So I think that, uh, folks need to take a look and, uh, and, and check out your record this year. Uh, just a phenomenal job, made the playoffs. So, so congratulations on that. And, uh, uh, just thank you so much for taking the time, uh, to join us today.
Yeah, not a problem, guys. I appreciate it. And anytime you want to do it, I'll, uh, I'll be more than welcome to. And, 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 Don, we always like to finish it the same way. So if you don't mind, we want to finish it with a Go Pack Go. Can you give us a Go Pack Go? Go Pack Go. Absolutely. Go. <laughs> Thank you. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. <laughs>